What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Down the Five on the floor, drive for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick, and follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick, Five Reasons Sports. Today's floor plan, we've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander, Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305, and Alex Toledo, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat finished their road trip at 2-3. and three. They lose to the Phoenix Suns. No Jimmy Butler again tonight. No Caleb Martin. No Haywood Highsmith. But on the other side, no Kevin Durant. Uh, it did not matter for the Suns tonight. They shot the cover off the ball, basically. Three players destroyed Miami by themselves, primarily. And this one is the one that's most disappointing. Grayson Allen, who was the easy choice as random scrub heat killer before the game, uh, and he outplayed that 11 of 19 from the field, nine of 14 from three for 31 points, 25 points from Bradley Beal, who also had eight rebounds and nine assists and 20 points from Devin Booker, who had also five rebounds and 10 assists. Those three guys pretty much did all the damage for Phoenix and on the Miami side. 20 points for Kevin Love off the bench. Bam Adebayo with 28 and 11. And I'm just going to say it. Nobody else showed up. Uh, and that's what we're going to get into here when we talk about this game. We do take your comments here on the YouTube channel. We appreciate those of you who uh, like, subscribe. And again, uh, check out all our content here on YouTube, as well as those of you who check us out on the podcast feeds. And we do put these on the podcast feeds Afterwards, So we're going to cover this game a little bit at the beginning, and then we'll get into more of a macro view of the road trip as Miami Heat are returning home for a four-game homestand, which starts on Monday against Houston. But let's just get to it. Uh, we'll start here with the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons, it's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN, you get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. All right, so let's get to it. And uh, Brady, I'll start with you on this. How does Thank this happen? How, how does Grayson Allen go 9 of 14 from 3 and score 31 points tonight? Uh, it's a tough answer to have. I think number one, I mean, I, I just thought it was strange the way they were defending him. Like, there, there's multiple players, it feels like, on this team where you can help off of. 
Grayson Allen is not one of them. <laughs> and it felt like every time Beal and, and Booker were just demanding so much attention, but they were just pulling off of these corners and wings from him. And he's just getting clean look after clean look. And when you let any shooter to start a game, you can start getting clean looks like that and watch the ball go through the net. <laughs> you have the possibility of what happened tonight. So it felt like that was kind of the start of things. And we're going to probably talk so much about the offensive issues and certain players that are struggling. The defense shouldn't get a pass. Like I, I felt like there was, there was a lot of points in this game. Uh, they need, they needed to be better. The, the point of attack defense is something we're going to continually come back to. Uh, this is obviously a team that was very guard heavy in, in the scoring. Not only Grayson Allen, I'm glad you went to the other guys because it's more so the efficiency that these guys are scoring with. Like 11 of 19, 11 of 18, and 9 of 19 of the, of the three guards in the starting lineup. It's like they're not putting any pressure on these guys. They're a heavy mid-range team, much like Miami. They're able to get to those spots and rise up over the top of them consistently. Uh, but they're not – There's just it's a weird dynamic because it's like – they're getting burned around screens like we're used to, but then Bam's kind of in drop, but he's not playing at the level of the screen, so they're kind of getting the looks they wanted to. And it kind of felt like it was just rinsing and repeating that over and over. So, like I said, we're going to probably talk about this, the the offense moving forward, but the defense, and this is a big picture thing, it feels like on this trip a little bit too, has not been at its best. And that's been, you know, with Bam in there. And we've talked about the the how much he means to this defense even when he was out, but it still has not been great. And it comes back to those those problems on the perimeter Alrighty, i'm with you on the defense and we'll talk more about the defense um but this is a game that spolster leaned offense i mean we talked about a couple of lineups that he threw out there he had one lineup out there i mean kevin love had 15 points in his first four minutes tonight okay so i mean he was terrific and we'll get into kevin more in depth in another episode but he had a lineup out there at one point of love jovich Robinson, Hero, and Lowry. <laughs> There's nowhere to lean defensively on that lineup. Now, part of that was because Bam had two quick fouls, but in a game that he leaned offense, the Heat scored Look 97 shot. points. He, he scored 97 points, but Greg, I'll go to you on this then. Okay, so we talk about the three guards for for Phoenix. So tonight, Duncan didn't start, but here was the combined efficiency for Lowry, Hero, and Duncan. And by the way, this is another trend on this road trip. Six of 24. Uh, we're going to go seven of 31. Seven of 31 for Lowry, Hero, Robinson. And we can talk about the defense, but if your three primary guards are playing like that, you're not winning. And as a team, 27% three-point shooting. They were two of nine. From the corners, that's eighteen percent of my calculation served me correct. That stuff's not going to work. Like their offense and their defense was bad tonight. Luckily, they got through the trip two and three. We're going to talk macro level. I think is a good thing because tonight was atrocious. They played bad. They got nothing off live balls. They got nothing off turnovers. They got nothing off of anything that will resemble energetic basketball. So to me, uh, it sucks to call tonight a throwaway game, but it felt like one. And I hate the fact that they have games throughout the season that you just feel like nobody really brought it. And that felt like that that was tonight's type of game. It felt like the Brooklyn game. It felt like the Brooklyn game. Uh, the, the last one of that trip, if you remember, I happened to be at that one where in that one, nobody played. I mean, that was a big part of it, but they just looked like they wanted to go home and tonight looked like the same thing. By the way, 
I probably was too kind to them. What did I say? Seven of 31, Robinson, Lowry, Hero. Throw in Josh is two for nine. So those four guards were nine of 40. Nine of 40 from the field. That's not even 25%. Josh did have uh, his overall numbers, 10 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists in 29 minutes. Uh, So before we get into the macro stuff, because I really do want to hit that tonight, and then we'll also take some comments. Alex, I mean, do you just say this is a throwaway game? I mean, did they just not have their legs? Uh, I mean, you got to hope that that's what it is. Like, I just think it's this whole road trip has felt kind of throwaway. And not that it's been, like, all bad, obviously. You know, you had your couple wins, and, you know, those were good wins. But, man, I just feel like there's, there's been a lot of sloppy basketball. I don't feel like they've been moving in the right direction on this road trip. And that's what I, what bothers me more. Because, like, I feel like Tyler is taking steps back. Um, you know, this whole, you know, the whole conversation we had about Jimmy Ethan has just left me with just a bad taste in my mouth because it, it, it like everything had, had felt like it was going so good, right? Where like you started whatever it was, uh, 20 and 13, whatever the record is with all these like injuries in and out between your main guys and role players, like that in itself, you know, you have, you can have perspective about and, and feel good about, but just like when you look at the the recent stretch of games, I haven't loved their habits on the floor. I haven't. Like I think their defense has just been so up and down all year. And although like the offense hasn't been terrible all year, anything like that, like you have more guys you can go to when the team is healthy. The problem is I feel like there's bad habits being formed with some of the 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 shots that are being taken right now. And I think they get stagnant sometimes. And when their defense isn't that good, I don't feel like they're that good. I feel like the, the, the blueprint of this team, and I, you know, I, I've said this so often through the years, so I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but it's until it's not the case, I'm going to keep saying this. Like the blueprint for this team is defense first. Just because you have Tyler back and he's better and you have Hawkins now and you have Duncan, like that's all good and well and is part of the reason why I feel so good about this team overall. When you just look at them, like compared to other Heat teams in this era, it's that all goes out the window, man. Like if it can't just be an on paper team. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, we have all these guys who can do all these things. You have to find – you have to mesh. And I think, like, I haven't loved the way that they've been meshing recently. It's not all one guy, but I feel like they didn't – you know, like, Spo always talks about these road trips galvanizing them, and right? And even though, like, we talked about on Playback, playback.tv slash 5RSN, or download the app, of course. Um, like, we talked about on Playback, these road trips never go well. They feel like every year it's just it's never a great road trip. But sometimes it's like you have these games where even though you lose, it's like, okay, they're doing the right things. The process is right. They didn't they just didn't make enough shots. Like, I don't think that was the case. I think they just played a bad game. It didn't I didn't think they put in a great a good effort, a great effort on either end of the floor. Like they went into halftime down. What was it? Six or seven and finished the third quarter down about 19. So like they had their chance to kind of get this thing back in control. And honestly, I just didn't love the effort. Like, it, it's not all about that. Like, when you just look at it, you know, 10 of 37 from three for the Heat, it's a big problem that, especially when you're without Jimmy, you know, when you shoot that poorly from three, I don't think they have enough. So even if, like, they've scaled down their three-point shooting from past years, I think when they do shoot that poorly, like, it takes away – from the rest of the stuff you do because you're already not good at finishing and another bad finishing game tonight and it's like okay now it's all about 
our mid-range shot profile. Not to mention, they're one of the worst transition teams in the league, which also, you know, also continued tonight. You can't be, you can't be giving all that up, man. Like I just think all the indicators were bad tonight. Turnovers, the 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 rim attempts, the rim finishing, the fact that they couldn't, you know, make anything from three, the fact that their defense sucked. Like it's hard to not feel like you know they didn't put their best foot forward out there. Well, I mean, here's here's one caveat to this, and I'm I'm not gonna make excuses for the performance tonight. It was not good, and it did feel like they threw it away. Honestly, it just felt like guys came out with dead legs. Kevin had effort early. Bam got his way back into the game, and that was it. And we're going to get more specific into Hero, and I know there's something that Brady wants to touch on related to Hawkes, which we talked a little bit about on on playback and kind of where his touches have gone. But I will say this. We talk about you know going to defense. You don't have Jimmy. You don't have Highsmith. You don't have Caleb. And that those are supposed to be three of your better defenders. So you, you have an offense-leaning group tonight, and they talk about their depth, and we have enough, and it was enough against the Lakers, right? But – Again, if you're going to get that kind of production, you get nine field goals made from your four primary guards. It's not going to work. And I, so I, I want to go to you, Greg, on this. And again, we're, we're going to branch this out more into the total road trip now as we go forward. Okay. So let's take a look at this. And we'll get to the play of the night later. Uh, maybe it'll be the play of the road trip if you guys want to think of one. But Tyler Hero overall on this trip was just not good enough. Um, no. and, and so I, I, I we, we can't run from that because Tyler, you know, has played very well this season in my view until this trip. Um, and it was an opportunity and they needed it. And without Jimmy, uh, for the overwhelming majority of this trip, obviously, um, they had to get more consistent offense from Tyler. And I think, I, I think our guy had take Harry put the stat up here about what he actually shot on the trip. So, uh, instead of me, me and him arguing about trades, we'll actually use something that he tweeted tonight. Tyler Hero shot 34 of 89 on this five-game oh road gosh. trip. He, he averaged 11 missed shots per game. That, that's not going to – I mean, he, he's he's got a match Beal. He's got a match Booker. That's he has he puts himself, right? It didn't happen tonight. It didn't happen tonight, and it hasn't happened consistently recently, and that's a big problem because – when when Jimmy's out, you expect him and Bam to step up and play big roles. And like, if that's going to be what the next build looks like, then you want to see the signs of it that are positive now. And he's had his moments. I don't think everything Tyler has done has been bad, but the shooting being inefficient is something that will, it's a deal breaker for everything else. No matter what else he does on the court, that's good. If he's inefficient offensively, it it kills what they're trying to do and what they're trying to get from Tyler. So they can't run from the fact that he has to fix that immediately. Hopefully some home cooking will help that. Maybe UD's night will help that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. But they need something to help that because they, um, they're going to rely on him and Bam to carry the scoring load. But in games when you have multiple defenders out, then you're going to need to even be that much better offensively. And tonight that they just weren't that. And so when you're bad defensively, bad offensively, you end up tonight. But I think that they can rebound from this trip. I think that it's going to require them basically getting back in the lab defensively and then just shooting better. 27% is not going to cut it. Tyler will have to spearhead that, and hopefully that can happen back home. Um, but it's you never, you never know. Houston is a weird team that can come in hot too, so they, they better be ready for their next game. Let's pivot to the hockey's conversation here over the course of the trip um, because – by an efficiency standpoint tonight, he was still reasonably – I mean, he made five of his seven shots. He played 35 minutes. I feel like he averaged 35-plus minutes on this trip. He played 38-1. and one, He played 39 in another. This might have been actually his lowest-minute game. Um, had the four fouls, but he looked out of sorts tonight. Too. I mean, they took turns at one point, um, all making mistakes. I mean – I, I picked on Kyle's, obviously, on playback. I don't know who he was passing to in some of those situations. Josh – around the rim, but Hake is also a turnover in transition. You've talked about how he has sort of has some tells in transition also, but why in your view, because we covered this a little on playback, but why is he not getting the touches? Cause I, I know what heat fans are going to point to. We know it's the guy we just talked about. Everybody's going to say Tyler came back and, and Jaime stopped getting the ball in positions to succeed. Is it that simple? I don't think so. I, I really don't. And I know that's what you're immediately going to point to because it's, Tyler comes back and, and it seems like he's getting the ball, you know, less in his spots, but Jimmy's out. <laughs> Jimmy's not playing and, and Jimmy still gets his shots up when Tyler's playing, even though we've discussed that combination before. 
that it feels like they've just gone away from the ways that they've used him, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's been efficient, but I'm kind of over the efficiency stuff when Jimmy's not playing. Like, they need more volume from him. They need more in a game where they can't get to the rim or not getting any attempts. So if they need him getting to the basket to force better looks outside, and even though they had some good looks, it's still – they need to get some paint touches, and he's the guy that can do it kind of best. Uh, I've noted before on this road trip, they've been using him a lot as a point guard. I don't know how much I am, you know, a fan of that, especially – when you have Nikola Jovic that is playing the four, who loves that play style of kind of the playmaking aspect of playing the one, that it just feels like he's running. He's, you know, his first three baskets of the game, he had six points at the halftime. All three of his baskets were on off-ball cuts. And it's like, yeah, we can praise the off-ball stuff. Spo talks about it all the time. He's so great in that area. But it doesn't mean you can't utilize him on ball. Like, the, especially when they're without Jimmy, they go strictly to a, like, way more pick and roll than they usually do because they're not doing as much mid-post stuff for Jimmy. So now it's way more pick-and-roll stuff. And I'm just not sure, especially on a night when you're looking at the percentages of their guards, that that's what you want. I just don't think you want that. So if you want to split things up a little bit, why not run a couple of mid-post things for for Hawkins? They actually ran a couple of mid-post things for Kevin Love, because he was in a flow. But I just, I'm just i more interested in kind of running a little bit more stuff for him in that way. They need to get his usage back up, especially without Jimmy. They need to get in this look, especially going back home. And I'm not usually the guy that's talking about home crowds, but you, you know how that crowd feeds into Jaime Akez in that building. They need to just play into him a little bit more. They cannot just be letting him be the guy that's the guy you help off of and occasionally can hit the shot or a guy that can get open off an off ball cut. Like he has shown that he can get to the rim. He has shown things in the mid range. He has shown a lot of the, that stuff in that area. So I think a, a lot of it, is on them putting him in those spots. I think it's a lot of them just kind of figuring out the splits of lineups and stuff. Because, look, it hasn't been a lot of Tyler Jaime, you know, lineups predominantly. Like, they've been split. Like, they've run a lot of lineups on their own that they've been had opportunities to do it. So they're going to have to just make that kind of a case to hone in on because they they need him in those spots. We're going to go right now to our play of the night, and then I'm going to ask you guys the toughest question of all after it which is why the hell is this team so bad in transition? So please come up with an answer. But for now, the play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette play of the night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. So forget about play of the game because this game is forgettable. Let's go play of the road trip. I'm going to Jaime Jaquez in LA. Has LeBron James on his hip. Backs him down. Does the move. Y'all know the move. Don't get him with the move. He got him with the move. That's the move. How are we going to have the same play of the night for two straight post games? It's perfect. This game didn't happen tonight. That's why. Because this game didn't happen. And here's the connective tissue to it all, folks. LeBron saw that and said, damn, maybe I should take myself and Gabe Vincent to Miami for something like Kyle Lowry and spare parts Wait. or Tyler Hero. Oh, don't um, do this. 
Uh oh. We're gonna blame go. you when it inevitably doesn't happen. Don't Jaime Hawkes. He's the inspiration to it all. No, that's the play of the road trip for me. I, I think I think that's fair. Um, and the good thing is it didn't happen in transition because we know transition to transition conversation here. We know if the Heat were in transition, they'd f that up. Um, Alex Brady, you've got thirty seconds each. Fix the Heat's transition problems because they are the. This is. I've been around this team since 1995. Okay, that's how old I am. Pat Riley used to have this team walk the ball up the floor and play 77 to 76 games against the New York Knicks. And that team ran better than this team does. This is the worst transition team I have ever seen the Miami Heat put out. And I do not understand why a world-class coach cannot get these guys to simply create space, fill lanes, and finish at the rim. Why? 30 seconds each. I'm timing you both. Alex, go. Fix it. Fix it. Coach Coach uh, Toledo. No, I'm, I'm not a coach. I have no answer for this. I mean, I got to I gotta know, like, how much time is being dedicated to this in practice because I feel like they should probably be allocating more time to, to you know, whatever it is because, holy crap, man. Like, we talked about this on playback. They're already so murky on offense. And like I said earlier, on a night where they're missing all their threes, the, the transition points that you're not getting hurt even more. Like that's, that's when it really hurts because it's like, it's part of your blueprint, man. You need to, you're, you're all about forcing turnovers and winning the possession battle in order to do that. You actually got to convert. Like you did the hard work, you got the steal. And I know all of the transitions that come off of steals, but I'm just saying like the, in those types of scenarios, you already did the hard work. The transition stuff are supposed to be the easy points and, like, it feels like more often than not, they're finishing with, like, a worse offensive rating in transition than they did in the half court, which happened again tonight, which is unreal to me, man. Like, so often, they're, it's, they're just with an advantage in numbers, and they don't convert. It happens way too often. I have, I have no – there's no fix to it. Like, it's just a fundamental thing. You space the floor, you attack, and that's it. And I just feel like guys get in each other's way. It's, like, awkward, you know, bumping into each other type of things. Everybody gets so, like, hesitant. And like scared to do something with the ball, everybody's like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing," and th- they throw their hands up. I don't know what's going on, but I don't they know need what to, to fix do that. with my hands. <laughs> For real. For real. Alice, Alice took a minute, but I, I don't know that Brady's gonna have a better answer. Honestly, I mean, what do they do? I mean, it, it, I mean, third worst tonight. And to me, he's the worst transition player on the entire team. So, like, what? what is, how do they fix this? Third worst transition team by the numbers, by the way, just as far as converting. I, I don't feel like this because you were talking about the spacing and it's like, I don't, I was saying earlier on playback, like, I don't think that's their only issue. I don't even think that's their main issue. Like, I feel like even when they're spaced correctly, they, they can't convert. Uh, I think number one, they don't get the ball out fast. Like, it's, you know, in transition where you're supposed to keep, you know, keep the ball moving back and forth. Like whoever has the ball is probably going to take the shot. And if they don't, it's going to be a late pass. And that's when it's probably a turnover in the other direction. So those are pretty much the two outcomes that you're getting. Other than Nikola Jovic, I don't think you want anybody running the break because that's the one guy that I've seen consistently that when he gets downhill on the break, he's going to make a great decision and he's probably going to get a good look at the rim because he finds ways uh, to do stuff on the open floor. But other than that, I th- I'm with Alex. Like, I-, I don't know if there's a true fix. I think you either – I mean, you either have it or you don't. <laughs> like, you literally, you literally need something that you have Hold naturally. On. I've got a fix. All you do is have Kevin Love, you know, when he gets the rebound, just mm. hold on to it a little bit longer, wait until they get in position all the way at the rim. So that way there's no decision-making that needs to be done 
in transition. And Kevin Love just handles all of it. So basically, he just becomes your transition quarterback full time. But that was pretty much guard. that was pretty much their transition offense. Is is was Jimmy <laughs> was like literally just throwing it up to Jimmy and him laying it in. That was their transition offense. And without Jimmy, you realize how bad it really is, even more so because he's carrying that that those numbers. Brady, Brady, to that point though, why can't they utilize? Because I'm I'm reading the comments here, and and there's some comments about Bam. Why can't they have an elite, athletic, big who doesn't mind running the floor? Like there aren't that many of those in the NBA. They don't use him. They don't use him in an athletic way. It's not just transition. Like we're going to actually do a deep dive on this. So we'll add this to the topics. Like his dunks are down again. I checked it before we came on here. Like his dunks were way down last year and they're down more this year. Because nobody can throw him a lob. Nobody can get the ball out ahead to him in transition. Pass like he's first leading lead the break guard. sometimes. They need a pass I, first I, lead guard. Is that it? It's just replace Kyle, and that solves the whole – because Josh can't run the break either with him. Like So that's, that's, that's basically it, right? Just replace Kyle. That's the fix? You think yes. that fixes the transition issues? Yes. <laughs> it's 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 frustrating because people are blaming, and I'm reading some of the comments here. Bam loves pull ups instead of running to the rim, and this comes in from Mac for better tomorrow. Look, I I, I understand that he goes to the mid range now, and he likes the pull up, but I think some of this is conditioning because there's on this team to throw who's going to throw him a lob. They don't get him easy dunks. They they just don't. It's just not the way that they operate, Brady. And also, I was going to say because I I've been noticing this this year, and we talked about this on playback as well. I feel like the hero band pick and roll has, has kind of declined from last year. And it's more so about, like, I don't know. It feels like their options are less. Like, it's like it was either a Tyler pull-up or Bam in the, in, on the roll. And it feels like they've taken away Bam on the roll on a lot of these Tyler pick and rolls where they forced him to kind of take that extra dribble, take that extra two dribbles. And then now he's trying to – if he's going to make a pass, he's like kind of up in the air and he's trying to make a wild pass. So it's like I think they've slowed that down slightly, and that hurt – Bam's rim attempts because that was where he was getting a good portion that was off from Tyler in that way. So I'm interested in seeing them try to pick it up. And as much as we talked about, you know, we talked about combinations with Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, it's like, well, when Jimmy's pulling the gravity off ball, when he's kind of rolling that baseline, that allows the Tyler Bam pick and roll to open up even more. And I think when you see Jimmy not playing, there's all on Tyler and Bam's pick and roll. And there's pretty much the gravity there. It's just, it's been a, you need it to be a little better. All right. Overall thoughts before we get to the injury report here, which is how we're going to close, and and, and I'll, I'll read some of the comments here uh, before we go. Overall thoughts on a two and three trip, Greg, which is kind of what we projected. Yeah, but we I don't know that we too. thought it would be wins in Golden State and Utah, and then to come out so flat to not. I'm, excuse me, we, loss loss in Utah. The wins in Golden State and and against the Lakers, Clippers, I think we realized would be a pretty challenging game the way they're playing. And then Phoenix without Durant, you thought you had a shot, although, of course, we know the Heat play worse when the other team's star is not playing. That's the thing that they do. Um, So your overall thoughts? I mean, two and three? They they lost no ground in the seedings, and so that's all that matters. They head back home, and they're still in the four or five mix, and that's – you have to feel good about that. And so ultimately that's where I land after this road trip. You wish it would have gone a little bit better, but you didn't lose ground and yay parody. Um, the bad news about that though, is that man, it's, it's so bunched up. 
in that range. So, yeah, like they're the fifth seed right now, at least as, as far as like I'm looking at it right now in the NBA app. I don't know if another team has won ever since, but um, like the Pacers are a half game ahead of the Heat now. And the Heat, as, as far as games behind the Pacers, are tied with three other teams. <laughs> they're tied with the Magic, the Cavs, and the Knicks. Um, all half a game behind the Pacers. And that so that goes all the way down to the eighth seed. So they're going to be, I think, this is going to be something that we're monitoring for the rest of the season because I don't think, like, so they're, they're bunched up with the Pacers, the Magic, the, um, the, the Knicks, and the Cavs. And I feel like it's, that's going to be a theme all season is just don't end up in that eighth, ninth yeah. seed and, and at least separation. try to get into the playoffs. Home court would be I mean, amazing. This, but, yeah, at I, least get I mean, there. I mean, it feels like a three-tier Eastern Conference right now. And I, I think that the Heat had a chance in this road trip to kind of push themselves closer to that first tier. But right now it looks like Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. And then Miami has kind of bunched back up, like you mentioned, to Cleveland, which has the injuries, Orlando, Indiana, New York. Brooklyn's kind of dropped out of that tier now with the way they've played lately and pushed back towards more the Toronto, Chicago uh, group, which is kind of on the front end of a tier that has what Charlotte, Detroit, Washington, right? So it, it feels like th- there is sort of a cast system right now in the Eastern Conference. The West to me is much more scrambled in the sense of teams that we thought were going to be good and the young teams like Minnesota and OKC have kind of elevated ahead of them, okay, or at least sort of the less proven teams. But the East is kind of playing to form. It's just that Miami can't get out of its own way, in part because their big three or their three primary players have not played together more than six games. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse because at this stage, you know Jimmy's going to miss time. You know Tyler's going to miss time. That's just something that happens with this particular team. And Um, Caleb. And and Caleb, too, who's somebody else that they need. They are ahead of last year's uh, schedule uh, record, as CB mentions. And I, I still believe this is a better roster. But again, you know, we'll get to the injury report in a second because this this plays into it. But my overall thoughts on this are um, they better be ready for these home games because just going home is not going to be enough. Houston is is young and playing well um, for most of this year. And again, you OKC. I mean, they got blitz tonight, but we know the talent level on that team. You don't run with those guys. You're going to get killed, okay? And then you take a look at the the Orlando game. They played very well up in Orlando uh, without Jimmy. But, again, the Magic have some things that can give them some problems. So I would not guarantee they're just going to come home and win three straight uh, before they, they get to Charlotte. And I, we'll see, again, how some, some of these players start to come back. But I, I, I'm a little disappointed in certain guys on this trip. I thought Tyler would distinguish himself more with sort of the free reign and the opportunity. Did not happen. You know my feelings about Kyle. He's not providing enough. I, it's just, and I, I think at this point you need to look for other solutions in the roster to start. And also, you know, Duncan didn't have, he had one great game or one great quarter. He didn't have a great trip. And it seems like he's having a little bit of difficulty kind of incorporating back to his old role, which was not the role he's been playing for a good portion of the season was when Tyler was there and when Tyler was out. And so that's going to have to be figured out as well. But we'll get to what I think is probably the most important part of this episode of this podcast the injury report 
And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein, again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. All right, let's get to it. Um, I'll let you handle the big one at the end here, Greg. Uh, Haywood Highsmith, obviously, back in Miami. We'll see what happens in terms of concussion protocol when they get back there. Caleb Martin came on the trip but didn't play. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I'm not even sure what the purpose was of bringing him, uh, You know, because typically they'll leave a guy home to get the extra work or send him home to get the extra work at the facility. He was with the team. Uh, but he wasn't a part of this trip, and he matters. I, he gives them athletic. We talk about the break. He gives them athleticism they don't get from other players. But Greg, um, you got a little bit on Jimmy. Yeah, and I mean, this was something that it was. It sounded like good news. Uh, it, it it appears as if we shouldn't lose sleep over what Jimmy Butler has going on. Uh, so that that was the news from a source directly connected to, to Jimmy Butler, who I know that you speak with regularly as well. Uh, when your DMS get filled with, is Jimmy going to be okay? Is Jimmy going to be okay? You reach out to said sources and they said, don't lose sleep over it. So that's good news. If we're going to end the show on any level of good news, it's at Jimmy Butler appears to have escaped anything that's major. Aggregated. Unless, Aggregated. unless right. anything's being downplayed which we never know. Well, that's the tough thing with Jimmy, and I said that on playback, is that he and those around him always downplay everything physical with him, which I admire, but also doesn't give us a real good indication of where he's at. And so I don't believe this to be serious. I mean, we didn't speak to the same person today, but you know I, I do speak to, to, to the people around him. Um, but when speaking to people around the heat, I didn't get the sense that they thought this was a long-term thing. But let's start to add it up now. This year, it's already been the knee, the ankle. This is the toe. Right? We, you know, it, it's it's starting to accumulate. And Alex and I now did that it's episode. And now it's right. So now it's it's basically. I mean, it's pretty much everything at this stage. And this is, you know, it's not something where, as the season progresses, he's going to have less to deal with. He's probably going to have more to deal with. And the question is, how do they deal with his absences? I guess they were five and one in their last six without him today. Uh, before today, Frank Vogel quoted that prior to the game to reporters. Well, now they're five and two and not enough guys played well. All right. So we'll have new podcasts over the weekend. Uh, Alex Brady and myself will be at the arena on Monday as the Heat return home to play Houston. They return home at 20 and 15. Season is not lost, but the trip could have been a little better. I think we all agree on that. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Make sure you sign up for Off the Floor our Discord. You can continue the conversation there. Link is always here on the YouTube channel. Also, you can find at the top of the Five Reasons Twitter feed and also at on the in the podcast feed. And yes, tomorrow I will get a new mic, guys. I promise. This is the back mic. Make a trade. Make a trade. Make this a trade. The, for a mic or for a player? We'll pick one. No, of the I'm, ta- I'm, I'm speaking to the universe. Make a trade. You're speaking for the entire Discord server. Have a good night, everybody.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.